Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. The title of this series as I continue is Speak God's Language. We've been talking about faith. Well, today, though, I'm going to add to that a subtitle, and that is Leading by Example. We speak God's language when we lead Speak God's language dash leading by example. So to the subtitle of today's message, really, or the title of today's message is leading by example. Now, it's, it's interesting that Pastor Jen was bringing that up, talking about being an example. Now, that's not just for men. Some of you ladies, you say, man, I'm a single mom. I'm doing it by myself. These points are for you as well. These points are for you as a believer, although I'm focusing on dads and men this morning who aspire to be a dad. This is for everybody because it's God's Word. How many of you know God's Word is a custom fit for everybody? It's tailor-made for everybody. There's different angles, different nuances, and it is for everybody. So today, you speak God's language when you lead by example. I just want to honor my dad. Um, some of the great things about dad is he was always available. Always. A large part of our lives, even to the point when we were teenagers that we were annoyed because he was in our business. I thank God that dad was always part of our lives. There's people that say, man, I wish I had a dad in my life that way. Dad has been faithful. He's led by example. He's a man of honor. He's a man of integrity. And dad, just thank you. You've, you've always been my hero. We love you. Happy Father's Day, dad. God bless you, dad, so much. Love you. Love you, dad. So in leading by example, I'm reminded of that even on my walks in the morning with crew, our dog. You hear me talk about that, and it's something I've inherited. Maybe it's for a season, who knows? I know all things work together for good in God's kingdom, even the small things, when you love God and you're called according to his purpose. But this morning on our walk, I was reminded of leading by example because we just left our block, and we're turning the corner, me and our dog. And there's a couple, I've seen them before, and I've seen the guy around, I've seen, I know where he lives, I didn't know their name. And they're walking up. They said, good morning, and I'm with the dog. So I sat him down because he wants to jump on everybody. He loves people. He wants to run to them. Looks like a cross, I told you, between a buffalo and a bear and a werewolf. But I had him sitting, and they were talking to me from, they were in the street, and we were in the sidewalk. And the guy says, and this reminds me about leading by example. Leading by example, he said, what are you preaching on today? And I just looked at him, and I said, you know that I preach? He said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We know who y'all are, and, and his wife goes, I'm friends with your wife. And now, modern days, that may be friends on Facebook. But she says, I'm friends with your wife. I said, really, what are your names? And I got their names. But it reminded me, man, I better live right. Not because we care about what people think, but we're called to be examples. The Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Be imitators of Christ. So dads, men, single moms, everybody in this house, this is for everybody. We've got to learn to lead by example. Let's go to James 1.5. James 1.5. At first, you're going to say, how does this fit? We'll get there in the middle of this text right here. You'll see what I'm talking about for my first point. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. <laughs> Praise God. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea 
that is what? Blown and tossed by the wind. Mm. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. My main point for that text is we don't want to have divided loyalty, and we don't want to be unstable. Men, women, boys, girls, teenagers, everybody, you're called, number one this morning, to keep the faith. Someone say keep the faith. You don't want to be unstable and unsteady. I've really grown to hate this. I have. I'm tired of seeing this. And you say, man, should I take this personally? No. I'm talking to you from my heart as I do every Sunday as a pastor, and I'm going to always keep it real. But I'm tired of seeing people be up and down with the things of God. I am. Some people are only Christians when they go to jail. I'm telling you right now. I've seen people wander in here drunk and full of the devil. We don't, we don't rush many people out of here, but we've had guys walk in and be a nuisance and a disturbance and make people uncomfortable. And forget uncomfortable, but just kind of made people feel threatened. We've had people walk in here drunk. We'd had, had to escort them out. And, man, I knew a guy years ago, and every time he'd go to jail, he'd become the Apostle Paul, and he'd write letters to my dad. Letters from prison, letters from jail. Am I making fun of their lives? No, but I am saying that we are called to keep the faith, not just in jail. I'm not called to be a jailhouse Christian. I'm not called to be a believer only when I'm going through stuff. Now, when you go through stuff, oh, man, you're praying like never before, and thank God for that. Do that. But when you're not going through something, pray Pray always. Scripture says pray without ceasing. You've got to keep the faith. I'm tired of see, seeing people and watching them be up and down with their faith. You've got to keep the faith, and this all ties into leading by example, and all these points tie into each other this morning. Keep the faith. I'm tired of seeing people up and down like a roller coaster, up and down like a circus ride. What did the guy say in How to, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? He said, man, you're a one-woman circus, he told her. You're up, you're down. Pretty good movie, pretty clean, right? He was making a point. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in that movie, but... Seek God, even through the tough times. You're going to have down seasons. You're going to be in the valley sometime, but you're called to keep the faith. Someone say keep the faith. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. Fruit of the Spirit here. I'm going to read them all to you in verse 22 and 23, but there's one in particular I want to focus on. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, if you let Him, right? Through your reborn spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Someone say faithfulness. Faithfulness, steady and even. Let's keep going. Gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. Mm. Let's go back. Focus on faithfulness. You're called to be faithful and steady. Faithful. Someone say faithful. Mm-hmm. Faithfulness is hard to find. It really is. Not only in church circles, but in the world. That's why you have somebody who just does the job right, and man, they get promoted at a business. They're faithful. They're there on time. You can count on them. You can't, you can't find that anymore. People don't want to work, and then when, when they're there, it's amazing. Not just Hobbs. I know Hobbs is notorious for poor customer service. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. May it change for heaven's sake. But, man, you go to people and try to talk to them, and they're bothered that you're asking them a question during, while they're on the clock. They're on their phone. One of the ways we keep the faith is that we are faithful. You're not up and down. You stay 
the course. Someone say stay the course. I say to you today, serve God or don't, but choose. Joshua said in the Old Testament, choose today, choose this day whom you will serve. Is it going to be the other gods or is it going to be God Almighty? So keep the faith. Dads, everybody in this house, focusing on dads today for Father's Day, but keep the faith. Someone say keep the faith. This is something powerful. Look at my second point here. Protect. You may be a fan of the police. You may not. There's great cops. There's not so great cops, just like anybody at a store. There's great cashiers. There's bad cashiers. There's good pastors, great pastors. Maybe there's those that aren't that great. There's believers that aren't great examples. But I do know this. We are called to serve and protect like the police force is supposed to do. Men, we're called to protect. This is, can be from others, for others, but I, I promise you today, you look in Scripture, men, we are called to protect. Let me read you some verses, and let's talk some more about this this morning. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 11.3 in the English Standard Version. Look at what the Apostle Paul says here. He says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. You say, man, does that mean that Christ is not the head of everyone? No, he's making a point. You say, man, I don't like this, or I was hurt by men, or I was hurt by my dad, but this is divine order. If a man is head of the home, he doesn't have to talk about it, brag about it, or be a tyrant. Jen submits to me as a man of God because I love her and I protect her. Someone say protect. I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. You say, man, I don't have kids yet. You're called to protect your nephews and nieces. Some are more protective than others. I'm naturally pr protective. There are those who are not as protective, but there are certain things, even for the less protective ones, that we've got to protect our family and our friends, our church from. We've got to live protective. The head of Christ is God. Let's say that again. The head of every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband. And the head of Christ is God. Hmm. Let's go to Ephesians 5.23. It's going to echo this. Ephesians 5.23. For a husband is the head of his wife. Man is the head of every woman. No. The husband is the head of the home. You know a husband's job? Let me preach it to you straight this morning. A husband's job is to serve, protect, and love. Not to be a tyrant, not, a, not to be a Hitler or a Stalin. And not to be, well, no, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I could say just not to be a sissy, but I was going to compare a weak husband to somebody else. I'm not going to do that this morning. God, I feel like a check in my spirit. <laughs> I was going to say, Lord, forgive me, but it didn't come out of my mouth. I just thought it, it was a temptation. Somebody very well known. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. Man, I'm called to be the Savior of my home, not to save them from hell, but to save and protect and serve and love. Say, what do we protect our families from? Even men who are not fathers yet. I, I, get, I have the distinct privilege of being a spiritual father, and that's an honor to me. But what do I get to protect people from? How about from outside influences that would pervert our minds and twist us, get us tied up in a knot? Dads, I don't care if you're separated or divorced from your wife, get involved in your kids' lives, and you do not give them unsupervised screen time. 
kids stumble across pornography at such an early age. And sure, moms are part of the problem, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say right now, dads are the number one problem there because they have not stood out as a dad to protect their kids from that junk that's out there. I love it when fathers and mothers over the years, remember when the Internet became popular, they'd put the, they'd put the computer out, out in the middle of everywhere where everybody could see what you were looking at. It was in the living room, not hidden in a room. Kids say, it's my room. Really, do you pay rent, child? Open up the door. We give you privacy or whatever. As a teenager, you need that, but you need to be supervised and be held accountable. Not controlled in every aspect. You say, man, my parents are controlling me. Do you still live at home? There is a little aspect of control there. Sorry. Sorry. I saw a T-shirt or a poster something years ago. It said, go ahead and leave and get a job and pay the bills and do everything on your own, kids, while you still know everything. We're called to protect as men. Called to protect and serve. Say, bad outside influences. Man, junk that's on TV uh, unsupervised and reckless phone time and screen time. Wrong relationships. You know my dad protected me from wrong relationships growing up? I would catch them, as, even as a teenager. I'd answer the phone, but they answered already, and I'd see who was calling. They'd say, is Matt there? And my parents had this system where they said, no, he's not right here right now, and I don't know where he is. They'd say, no, he's not here. And sometimes they didn't even say, can I take a message? Whether I re recognized their voice or not, sometimes I did not get the message. And I'd ask my parents or ask my mom, and dad said, hey, did somebody call? I said, dad, you know what dad would tell me? This is powerful. It's very scriptural. He'd say, I don't want you messing with those Canaanite girls. <laughs> you know what Canaanite is? He says, oh, it's a legacy, it's a heritage, it's blood, it's DNA. No, it's people who do not serve God. So just because they don't go to this church, no, 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 or believe exactly, no. It meant women who did not fear God and did, didn't have my same convictions. And I, I appreciate that. And Dad warned me, and I remember warnings, and I'm glad I listened, and God sent me my wife who's perfect for me. I'm so glad Dad protected me from wrong relationships. He told me, he didn't give me a lot of woman advice or advice on women, but he told me in high school, he said, you respect women, boy. Yes, sir. And he said, stay away from Canaanite girls. And there were a few. He said, don't be messing with them. And he knew their families, and he knew what was going on behind the scenes. Dad didn't always explain everything. And he used to tell me that. I'm not going to explain everything to you. I don't have time. That sounds like pastor, doesn't it? I said, Dad, would you teach me Spanish? He said, you're going to have to learn that on your own, too. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Thank God Dad always had time to be a great dad in so many ways, available and strong and a protector. And now I'm a protector. And I'm a protector and a guardian of this ministry. You know what I am? You say, man, Jesus is the shepherd. Well, I'm, I'm an under-shepherd, so I'm an assistant shepherd to Jesus over this ministry. That's what a pastor is. But I'm part sheepdog. And dogs watch out for the flock, and they're vigilant. We have a dog who doesn't even bark at people. Our last dog barked at everybody, but he was scared of everything. So I don't know, but his bark sounded scary. But I am called to protect and to serve, not only for my family, not only this ministry, but as a man of God in general, I'm called to protect and serve. And so are you, dads. So are you men. So are you moms. So protect. Someone say protect. 
Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. 1 John 2, 3. And we can be sure that we know him if we what? If we obey his commandments. Oh, yeah. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Hmm. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. Someone say, in him. Wow. Those who say they live in God should live their lives like who? As Jesus did, not as their favorite actor or celebrity. Heavens, don't live like them. And I never want to be one of these people. Do what I say, not what I do. No, we live by example. There's so much that I do in my life that I don't preach about. I'm not the greatest man who ever lived. I have flaws. But I'm telling you right now, I, my goal is to lead by example. And one way I do that says those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. How can you do that? Look at point three today. Stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. you got to stay in the Word, man. Say, man, I don't understand it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand but then you also need to get a Bible you understand. I preach and teach out of the New Living Translation. I recommend it. You've got to read the Word. Someone say read it. Mm-hmm. You've got to learn it, think about it, share it, and then repeat. Stay in the Word. That's how you renew your mind. That's how you live like Jesus did. That is how you, you give a Christ-like example, is you stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. I want to challenge everybody. Let me take a break real quick. I want to challenge everybody in this house today. Men, women, boys, and girls, it's never too late. and It's never too early in life. As a believer, if you call yourself a believer, and I know you are because you believe Jesus, you love him, you've accepted him, it's time to get in his word. He's the word made flesh. You want to know more about God? Read his love letters to you. Read his word. You want to stay ignorant? I'm not being insulting. Ignorant means not knowing. Like you've ignored the truth and just living life. I don't know. I don't know. No. You want to stay ignorant? Then stay out of God's word. But if you want to be well-versed in God's word, get into it now. Hosea 4, 6, this is God speaking to his people, says, My people, they perish, they die for lack of knowledge. Knowledge isn't everything, but Jesus said, in this case, check this out, Jesus said, will know the truth and the truth will set you free you will know the truth and the truth will set you free how can you know the truth if you don't stay in the word i've had people quote some crazy stuff do i correct them every time no sometimes there's no time or it's not the right moment but i've had people say some crazy stuff and they'll ask me as a pastor say hey pastor doesn't it say this in the word and i'm like oh it doesn't say that it doesn't I'm not trying to be rough on you but here's how it is that it says this but it doesn't say that and I have a lot of people ask me, what does it say here? And how do, how do we explain that? How do we live that? What do we do here? Stay in the word to find out. Stay in the word, men. Stay in the word, women. It's your time. Someone told me today, don't be alarmed. Someone told me before church, they said they're doing something in space. I don't know if they're maintenancing satellites or something. Young lady and a dear friend of mine, one of my staff this morning said, I... There's something crazy. I don't know. They said that maybe the inter internet would be down for some time. Is that, something, that freaks you all out. It made me think. I said, man, no internet. I'd have to, we'd have to 
go get checks from the bank, start mailing our payments. Right? We, you do everything on the Internet. Many of, you, many of you don't even care about your payments. You're like, man, the payments can go on to be wherever with the devil or whatever. Some of you are going, oh, man, but social media, what am I going to do without Facebook? You know what? If there is no Internet tonight, you can still have, get a Bible. And many of you already have Bibles. I believe most of you, if not all of you, have a Bible. It's time to blow the dust off that thing and get back in the Word. Say, I've never gotten in the Word before. Now is the time. You've heard the saying, there's no time like the present. Get into the Word starting today. Some of you lost your passion. Some of you years ago, man, you were in the Word. You said, I have no desire for that. Well, start today and let's ask the Holy Spirit to give you a desire because the desire to serve God is from God. All right? So stay in the Word. Someone say, stay in the Word. Brief review, and I have another point, though. We're not done yet. Number one, keep the faith. Say keep the faith. Say protect. Uh-huh, you're called to protect and serve. Number three, stay in the word. Stay in the word. Now let's go to Hebrews 10.25. I know it's the middle of summer, and my wife was saying right before she came up here, she said, man, moms, moms for Mother's Day go, let's all go to church as a family. A lot of dads say, let's leave town together. I understand. It's the middle of summer. There's dads out of town. This is summer. It's just how it is. But year-round, look at what the apostle says here. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's go to the bulk of that verse. Would you rewind, please? Let's go to the bulk of that verse. Let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return, let's stay there for a moment, is drawing near. Huh. So there were people that didn't go to church back then, even though they'd accepted Jesus. I don't know why some people are so hell-bent on saying, I can accept the Lord and be a believer and not go to church. My dad says it's impossible. You say, man, I've had a season of not going to church. It's a time to get connected again. Get connected again. I'm going to tell you one of the main reasons why. Jesus went to church. Scripture said he was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, as was his custom, his habit. If God in the flesh went to church, shouldn't you go to church? Shouldn't I go to church? Some of you say, man, you only go to church because, man, you're, you're the pastor. No, let me tell you something. At 19... I was transferred to a finance company in Roswell. As an assistant manager, I was a manager in training. I'll never forget. And I told Dad when I left, I said, Dad, I will be back in Hobbs every single weekend to go to church on Sunday. I'll be back. And I was only living in Roswell. But that's why I always love the Seminole folks in here. How many folks are from Seminole in the house? Got some Seminole people? There's several of you. How many folks are from a different town? Different town. Yeah, let's give the Lord a clap offering today. There's folks that drive in here every Sunday. That's good and bad for other people because they mess up y'all's excuses. Say, man, I couldn't get to church. They live five blocks away. No, you can get to church. You can come to church. That's part of leading by example. It's part of speaking God's language. You stay connected. Have you ever noticed or known that a frayed or damaged wire... Even if you plug it in, it's not properly connected or grounded, right? Damaged wire is dangerous. Someone say dangerous. 
So men or women who are not connected, they are dangerous. They're dangerous. They're a danger to themselves. They're a danger to people around them. You say, man, are you sticking it to me today? Oh, no, not in particular. I didn't know you were going to be here today. This message was already ready. Parts of this were already written down, and I have the word dangerous already written down as God is my witness, and so help me God. But this word is for you today. Frayed, damaged wires are dangerous, and did you know unplugged appliances are useless? Can't do nothing with them. I remember over the years, talk about a disconnection. I remember back in the day, man, I'd come in and I'd try to turn on the sound and get it ready for the service, and nothing would come on. I'd have everything on. I'd have the iMac playing, and there was music, nothing coming out of the speakers. And I had someone back in the day come in, and I said, there's no sound coming out. Man, I was nervous. They go, did you turn on the switch right here? (laughs) Sound everywhere. There was a disconnection there. A disconnection because of my ignorance. Now you're responsible for it. Those of you listening today and watching today, you're responsible for this. There's a disconnection there, and that goes nowhere good. You're going nowhere fast. You disconnect from the main body of the army. You know what happens? You get attacked and destroyed by the enemy. You've got to stay connected. Let's put that point up there again today. Stay connected. Now, I am human. I know how humans are. As a whole, humans, when they're going through stuff, even the biggest extrovert of all of us, most outgoing people, when they're going through it, they tend to hide. Humans do that. I don't know if it's a defense mechanism or they don't want people to see their flaws. They don't want to be around people. I am an extrovert, and I've been through some seasons even recently, not that I'm hiding sin or trying to be unaccountable, but I'm not as outgoing as usual, and I notice there's a tendency in humans to hide, to get in their own little safe spot and not be connected. You know what? If you're going through something today and you've been through something, and God's working on you, or you're going through a tribulation or a trial or a valley, now is the time to be connected. You don't want to do that alone. Men, women, boys and girls, you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be on your own. Can you hear me today? You've heard a saying, and you say, man, that that could be from the world, but it's scriptural, is we are better together. We don't reject men in the ministry they have. We don't reject women in the ministry they have. We activate men and women in this ministry because we're all called to stay connected and utilize everybody's talents, gifts, and abilities. That's you and that's me. Some say, I'm not called to preach. Yeah, but you're called to be connected and serve. You know, you bump into those people and they have a suggestion for everything, but they don't want to help with anything. Part of staying connected is serving. And others, they don't give you any problem. They just don't say anything, but they're not connected. You don't want to be a frayed, damaged wire that is not connected well to the power source. You don't want to be an unplugged appliance. And you don't want to live a life in hiding. I want everybody in this house to say this, even if it's uncomfortable to you today. Say this with me. Say, I will not hide. First time humans sinned, what did they do with God in the Garden of Eden? They hid. That's what humans do. That's what our fallen nature does. I'm not saying you got to be around people all the time. You need to hide sometimes. I go on vacation to take a break. I like it that I walk through an airport and nobody knows me. Man, I don't know why people would want to be famous. I'm outgoing, but man, the limelight all the time, that would be too much. Years ago when I was a much younger man, I'd travel and go, wow, this is cool. Nobody knows me. 
It's cool. It doesn't mean I'm going to go get my sin on or go act like a devil. It's just nice to be in the crowd sometimes. But when you're around and people know you, you've got you've to really continue to be an example. But let me say this. You need to be an example and stay connected even when no one is watching. That is the time to follow God when nobody's watching. So what are you doing? My question is, what are you doing when nobody's watching? Are you still staying connected to God and to his people when nobody's watching? Because you have a public life, a private life, and a secret life. Everybody does. I'm not trying to be gross, but everybody has to go to the toilet. You don't usually go to the toilet with somebody, right? Unless you're a toddler or baby. You've got, there's, there, you have private things in your life. Not everybody sees me apply deodorant, but I promise I, I apply deodorant. It's, I don't know if that's a secret thing, but it happens to me because I usually apply it in secret. But even when you're living those secret areas of your lives, I want you to continue to seek God and stay connected. Let's go over my points again, if you would. Let's go to point one. This is for everybody, but man, man, you've got to do this. You've got to keep the faith and stop being up and down. It's time to get off the merry-go-round and start keeping the faith. Start moving toward God, getting closer to God. You know, if you don't get close to God, then you can't hear Him whisper. If you don't lean your head toward God and get close to Him, you cannot hear the whisper of the Holy Spirit. So keep the faith. Number two, protect. Men, we've got to be protectors. We've got to protect and serve. You've got to. Someone say we've got to. If not you, who? The world's not protecting us. They're putting a bunch of junk out there. They don't care. I find it strange that the world is designated June as Gay Pride Month, and it's also the same month of where Father's Day is located and where Father's Day falls. That is an attack on manhood. It's a, an attack on womanhood, and it's attack, an attack on the family. And if you as a believer, let me just throw this out there. If you're one of those believers quoting this going, people should be able to love who they want, you better shut up and you better let God deal with you. I'm not trying to be harsh, but I feel, I feel the Spirit of God this morning. Don't you go that way. And just, hey, just because someone you love has chosen that, you still love them. Do you hear me? They're gay or lesbian or trans or whatever they claim to be. You still love them and treat them with honor, love, and respect but you don't have to love what they do. Don't change your theology just because somebody's, somebody's living in sin. You don't have to be hateful and be a hater and trip out on people, but you better have a standard, and that's part of protecting those around you. People don't realize this, but even when they're acting a fool, I'm protecting them when I have a standard because I'm helping to hold back the darkness, and so are you. I'm not protecting someone when I just fall prey to everything and go, oh, love who you want. Let me put a rainbow on my Facebook. It's Pride Month. Proud of what? Scripture says there's things that they do we shouldn't even talk about, and then the things they do in the dark, it's shameful. We need to be living examples. We've got to keep the faith. We've got to protect. We've got to stay in the Word. Number three, put that up for me. Stay in the Word. If you stay in the Word, you'll get your thinking straight, not fall into the trap that the world has laid for us and the enemy has laid for us. And number four, stay connected. Stay connected. Someone say stay connected. That's right. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes this morning. Thank you for your, your attentive
teachable and humble hearts this morning. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that would say, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus or I need to come back to him? Would you raise your hand this morning if that's you? Raise your hand. Say, man, I need to accept Jesus for the first time or I need to come back to God. Would you raise your hand? Oh, God bless you for your humility. God bless you. We're going to pray together. This is a prayer for you to accept Jesus, but you are also coming back to God if you've walked away from him and not served him like you should. Everybody in this house, pray this prayer with me. Please repeat. Say, Heavenly Father. That's right. He is the ultimate Father. That's why we have Father's Day, because it all started with him. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I'm a sinner without you. I'm selfish. I'm greedy. And I'm sinful. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Lord God, I acknowledge the sacrifice of Jesus. I believe and I confess that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Save me, Lord. And I also believe that Jesus died and rose again. Thank you, Lord. Save me from my sin. I believe in Jesus' name.